0: are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. Hey, hey friends, how is everyone doing? I gotta just like on a personal note, share a little bit with you guys. I have been spending a lot of time doing not content related things. And one of the big things I've been doing is painting. Uh, If you're watching the video version of this, you can probably see a bunch of canvases in my background. And I've really been enjoying the time that I am spending. I'm like delving into the world of uh, acrylics, sometimes some oil pastels, like little mixed media on canvas. And I am thoroughly enjoying it. I just completed my first like official commission. So that was really fun. It was kind of a big like watershed moment for me. And I want to share that here because I had to intentionally create the space to make time for me to do that. And part of it is, you know, life, life ordained, if you will, right? Like my kids are taking up a little bit more of my time. I've chosen to homeschool them. It's a choice I made. It's not something... That, like, you have to do, right? But I made that choice. And as a result, I have a little bit less, you know, at the computer focused, non kid in your face work time. And I wanted to still do something for me. I really enjoy working. I actually very much need that fulfillment that I get from doing something adult oriented. And as a result, (laughs) you know, I am, well, doing things I enjoy more. And also, There has to be a way that you create space to do that, right? And creating space to do that will mean that something has to give. Anytime you add something into your life, you have to remove something else out or you will run into burnout at some point. And I am not one of those internet talking heads that says that burnout is a sign that you're doing well. It's not a rite of passage and we don't have to do that. So with all of that said, how am I creating space in my business so that I can do more things like paint, or garden, or cook, or, you know, take a walk, spend time with your dog, whatever you want to do, right? And the answer is, I am leaning heavily into tools that allow me to do my job more efficiently. Am I talking about AI tools? Some of it, in part, yes. Am I talking about not AI tools? Also some of it, In part, yes. And then I'm also going to be covering as a third part here just knowing your content strategy, knowing your strategic content plan. And when you're in that mode, it becomes a little bit easier. So there's three parts here. So let's talk first about AI tools. I was in a a summit using AI for success, I believe was the title of it, or something close to that, a couple months ago. And I did an actual over the shoulder view of me taking a actual podcast that I recorded and showing all the different AI tools I use to repurpose that content. Why do I do that? That is the first question. And the answer is, it saves me time, right? There are a few podcast related tasks I don't enjoy. One of them is pulling quotes. I don't like having to scan the transcript and pull out those kind of soundbite moments. If you do, great. Maybe you don't use an AI tool for that, but I don't enjoy that. So I signed up for Cast Magic. I think it was close to a year, not if not a whole year ago. I actually have clients using Cast Magic now. I really love the tool. It pulls a transcript from the audio file. It pulls a bunch of other things from that audio file as well. Some of them are like title suggestions. I don't always use those, like an introduction, like the kind of you know, show notes type introduction you might want. It gives me a time-stamped overview. It gives me key topics and bullets for those. I rarely use those, but it's nice to have sometimes when I'm trying to figure out a short form content poll from that podcast episode, I can go and look at what it thinks the primary topics are. I'm like, oh, if I haven't done a short form on this topic, maybe I should do that, right? So it's kind of nice for that. And then of course it finds me quotes, hooks, and the timestamps of those. So those are the main things I use from Cat's Magic. It can also do a bunch of things. You can give it its own custom prompt. So for example... I have given it one that helps me find Pinterest pins. I ask it to give me a theme, a Pinterest headline that's SEO-friendly and keyword-friendly, the actual caption, and then I ask it to give me an image suggestion as well. And that right there is how I use one AI tool in many, many different ways to help me on my podcast admin-related tasks so that I can more efficiently get them out there to you, my friends, and I don't want to tear my hair out in the process, right? Uh, The next one I use is actually Midjourney. It is an AI image creation tool, and you might have heard me hint at it in my last tool explanation, we'll call it. (laughs) When I ask Pinterest to give me those image suggestions, I take a version of what the AI tool suggested, and I want to note right there, a version is is key in there and I'll cover that idea later. But I take a version of that prompt and put it into MidJourney and I use those images as backgrounds for my quotes sometimes, I use it for the Pinterest pin sometimes, I also use it for the blog article that I end up putting on my website. There is some skill and some practice that is required to get good images out of MidJourney. So if you try it one time and you're a little discouraged, please try again. This probably goes for any of other AI image generation tools as well. I just, I have experience with MidJourney. Okay, so that's two tools right there I use that are AI. Um, another one I use is Audio Pen. And full disclosure, while I am recording this episode, in my next browser window, I have Audio Pen running. And it is going to take all of the words I say, and it's going to distill the beginnings of a blog article based on this podcast content. And I have trained AudioPen to speak in the tone of voice that I like. I have kind of worked through some of those fiddly things. So while I would never take something from Cast Magic and just copy and paste it into my show notes for my podcast, I largely take what AudioPen produces. I go in and I add really SEO friendly headlines. I often pop it into either Neuron Writer, well, actually, almost entirely into Neuron Writer. I used to use SkillNet a little bit as well. But I pop it into Neuron Writer and make sure that I have a good headline that's SEO friendly. I have good H2 tags. I have a good meta description. And Neuron Writer also will make sure that I use some like NLP suggested keywords as well, which are just a really good way to kind of round it out and make it friendly for the search engines out there. So I use that as well and make sure that the blog article I'm putting that's associated with the podcast episode on the podcast page on my website all looks good all right so we are now at four tools we are at my original of cast magic we are at audio pen we are at Midjourney, neuron writer yeah okay there is one more i'm using and i record my podcast right now in riverside i don't know that that's going to stay that way because i've had significant audio issues with them lately but the other ai tool that i use is built into riverside as i'm recording it pulls what it calls magic clips And they are, you know, good for YouTube shorts. They're good for TikTok, Instagram reels and such. And they're clips from this actual podcast episode. So that is five tools I regularly use that use AI to make my life as a podcast host and administrator much more easy. I can tell you What used to take me about five hours a week for my podcast is now down to about two. So that's three additional hours that I can use for whatever hobby or other life activity I so desire. Now the question is, what non-AI tools am I using? Surprisingly, there's still quite a few. I'm still using my podcast host. Don't use any AI there. I still uh, aggregate all of the information in a Google Doc. I have a template for each episode, you know, KLT, you know, 270, for example, KLT 271. And in there, I have like all my headlines, like this is the email I need to write. This is the show notes. This is timestamps. This is the quotes. This is the social media posts. I sometimes look at ideas from some of the AI tools for those social media posts. I never do for the email. Uh, I just never like how they, they end up. And I type all of those out in that Google Doc. Again, that's a little bit of manual time intensiveness, but it brings my personal touch and my personality to the world that we are in here, right? Uh, you're not here to listen to some AI regurgitation and I'm not here to provide it. So I need to have my own take. And that is what I teased that a little bit earlier. When you're using AI tools, when you just copy and paste out of them, it sets you up for failure because you're just going to sound like anybody else who put that same prompt into the AI tool. Whatever you're using, you have to put some of yourself into it. And I teased this a little bit when I was talking about AudioPen earlier, right? I spent a lot of time fine-tuning it so that it writes in the tone in which I speak. Do I still make changes to the blog article? Absolutely. But the format it puts it in is usually pretty good. It's not very repetitive. And sometimes those AI tools can be oh so repetitive. That's like one of the big dead giveaways that you've like copied and pasted, right? So I do use some fine-tuning there. And I make sure that it's got my personal references, my anecdotes the AI tool cannot put my own personal stories or client examples and case studies into my content. Only I can do that. So that is what I'm using to kind of organize everything I do. Finally, you guys know I love a good content database and my gosh, friends, (laughs) I am a big fan of Airtable. I have moved on to Retable just because I really like a lifetime deal and got a Retable deal through AppSumo a while back. And I use Retable to organize all my content as well. Again, it's a little bit manual. I do use um, Paply to make all my content that I have published out in the world automatically appear in that table so that I can then link it to the podcast topic, just like the podcast episode number 271 that we're on right now, right? That topic will get linked in my database as well so that as I put out short form content that I am pulling from this podcast that I am linking all together, when I decide to re-air this at some date in the future, if that's the case, I already have all that short form content linked and ready to go for me to repost or reformat as I need to at that time. Big fan of organizing that way. Okay, that was the AI tools. That was the non-AI tools. And then finally, we just need to cover one little topic, which is none of this is going to be efficient if you don't know your stuff. Obviously, content strategy matters. You've heard me talk about that ad nauseum on here already. And when I say that content strategy matters, you know. I save time simply by knowing what I'm going to talk about. I'm not actually looking at notes for this particular episode. I am just speed talking here and letting you know and sharing all the information with you. So when I say that knowing your stuff matters, it does save you time. It's, it's one of those hidden things that you can't actually really quantify. Not really. You could probably try. In addition, having an actual content strategy, Right. I know that I am putting out this episode so that people understand, yes, I am using some AI tools and some things I cannot use AI tools for and some things I just have to have organized. So I have this as a great answer to all those questions I get about those topics out there in the world already, right? So I know that that's part of my content plan. I know that when these questions come out, I have a good resource that I can point people to. Oh, I did a whole episode on how I'm saving time in my regular weekly content, right? That is the third part of this. Yes, I'm a big, big fan of tools, like huge fan. And also you have to have some logic backing up your tool choice. You have to have a way to organize your thoughts. You have to have a way to put it all together so that it is easier for your audience to follow along, start joining you on that journey, build that kind of momentum of trust until they have the right time and make a purchase with you. All of that depends on you having a good content strategy in place. If you need help with that, of course, I'm always available for one-off content plans that run you through a 12-week content sprint so you can lean on that content again and again as part of your evergreen foundation. Sometimes I also have uh, openings available for me to handhold you and actually do all the content planning and all of the content reformatting and repurposing for you for those 12 weeks as well. It just kind of depends on when you hear this, but either is available Some or all the time, and I would love to help you in this if you need help in that area. All right, friends, that is all for now. Next week, I have a fun episode planned. Not next week, in two weeks, excuse me. I still have that habit of saying next week. But this topic for my next topic came up in a summit I just did a panel for today. And it's all about how to kind of backward strategize from short format content only into long format content. So that'll be our next topic. All right, friends, bye for now. I'll see you in a few weeks. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you guys in a couple weeks.